Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Shea Station podcast. It is episode 113. It's Monday, November 7th, and free agency has just begun, and the Mets are already headlining all the news. Edwin Diaz is back with the Mets on a five-year, $102 million deal. Jerry, how are you feeling? (laughs) Wonderful. For many reasons, uh, that hits me on so many levels. Being a reliever that went through free agency, uh, being a fan of the Mets and following them, like being a fan of Sugar Diaz, it's great. It's great for baseball. This is He deserved it. He got what he needed. He returns to a place that needs him. He returns to a city that loves him, that he loves, a contending team. This is a, a great sign. Um, great jump start on free agency from the New York Mets. There's so many reasons why it's significant, and I think the one that I completely thought of first was the conversation we had a lot after the Mets got eliminated was like, what is the plan for this offseason? Are they going to address it as the five-year plan, or are they going to go for it again And this contract tells me that they're going to go for it again because, you know, hours into Edwin Diaz being not a Met technically, they have already gotten a deal done. And it feels like they were in communication the whole time and Diaz wanted to come back. The only thing Diaz said was, you know, I'm going to sign quick, so come to me with an offer as soon as you can. And that's exactly what the Mets did, and they didn't mess around. It's pretty cool. So I'm mistaken on my days here. Are we even in the free agency period yet? So guys are becoming free agents now. On Thursday, I think everything opens. So what was the day of the World Series? The last day of the World Series was Saturday. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So this isn't even free agency yet. No, technically not. So this is the five-day window. Yeah. So free agency hasn't even started, which is excellent. Um, To get out in front of it to treat him very reasonably to be like, look, this is, we know we're not going to try to lowball you here. We're going to give you your fair market value. Uh, let's just get it done. Let's not worry about it. So it's a win-win uh, for everybody involved because he's going to get it anyway. Now he knows that the organization that signed him respects him for what he's capable of doing. It was just a proper way of doing business Um just treating everybody like like fair people and moving forward. So it's not even free agency. So you can't even talk to anybody except for your own team. And for a guy that could have gone out there and probably gotten more. Oh, yeah. Uh, to just be happy, both sides happy. Nobody has to worry about it. Uh, best in, uh, his agent's like, sweet. This is great. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's exactly what you said. Like, why not just lock down the guy when he can't talk to anybody else? It's clear that Sugar got used to New York, got acclimated, and probably wanted to come back for the right price. And the Mets now get arguably the best closer in baseball entering his age 29 season. They're going to have him for what's supposed to be his entire prime, essentially. And I, the funniest thing I saw was some. imagine someone reading that signing tweet or information in 2019 after the season that he had had then and the... <laughs> stroke that you might have right after because things change so much in the ma- in the span of three years from that point. It's incredible. Yeah. It's, it's truly like a, a great story. Um, and again, like that 2019 is part of a development and makes him as more valuable if he hadn't struggled, yep. you know, a guy being able to overcome those woes, the, the handling in the media, he, again, he could do it anywhere. He did it in New York. He handled it with grace. You saw character. You saw drive. You saw 
his ability to, to go out and work, work on things that he needed to like, just, just a great, great signing. Yeah. And I mean, the adversity wasn't really there in Seattle where, uh, before he got traded, he was really, really good for three years for them. Like one of the brightest young closers in the game, uh, 109 saves in three years. He comes to the Mets in that trade and he immediately faces trouble, uh, really struggles in the juiced ball year an ERA over 5.5, but then 2020 and 2021, he turns a corner. 2021 had some low lights, but he was ultimately, you know, the best reliever out of the pen, which is what you traded him for. And then this year, everything just fully came together. The highest K rate of his career, best ERA. I mean, best reliever ranks among pretty much any guy in MLB, arguably other than Class A, maybe. And Class A is a really good pitcher as well. And you're paying him what he deserves. It's the most a reliever has ever gotten in MLB history. Uh, and there's a lot of in- intricacies to the contract as well. There's also a team option for 2028. So it could be a six-year deal for Edwin Diaz if both teams or if both sides want to opt in. Uh, Diaz has an opt-out after the third season. If he continues this ascent and stays the best closer in baseball, he even gets better. You know, he could opt out and maybe get even more. Uh, and he, uh, The best part is that he has a full no-trade clause. Edwin Diaz is a Met unlocked for at least the next two or three years. That's, I think that was probably a stipulation that this is what I want. I want some stability in a, in an industry where, you know, we're afraid to lay down roots because you can be bounced around as assets around a chessboard. You know what I mean? And so for him as a reliever to get a five-year deal, you know, it's, it, this is a litmus test for every future reliever yep. that comes in and dominates at a young age and is able to hit free agency before you turn 30. Um, He's got to succeed and he's got to do it at least for those three years um, to move forward. That's basically, you know, the, the test like ah, class A's he signed a deal going into this year and that's looking a lot like uh, Ronnie Acuna. Yeah. Kind of deal. Very, very team friendly more, maybe even more on the Ozzy Albies side of things um, because he would have been next and he's easily, would have been right there uh, along with him. So good for the the Guardians to sign him up. But this is this is a test. I remember when Wade Davis. Do you remember Wade Davis? Obviously, the Royals. He signed a big deal with the Rockies, and he was thirty one. I want to say, yeah, when he signed that big deal. But um, it didn't work out. It didn't work out for the Rockies. There was a few years where the teams really went after some relievers. And they went after older guys and gave yep. them a few years and it just didn't work. Um, I think ever since Wade Davis's Royals, like the Davis Holland and Kelvin Herrera that won the chip. I think teams after that were like, okay, we got to build a stacked bullpen. Let's pay these guys. Yeah. And then there was the, the, um, Blanken. Um, Chapman signed for, I think 85 million. With the yeah. Yankees. And Chapman's been, I think his was a success. Yeah. I, I think so you too. Know, there were some hiccups obviously, but, um, uh, Andrew Miller, I think, was the big kind of, you know, the the signing where teams were like, all right, we got to sign guys. Yep. And they didn't – they gave older guys these big contracts. Well, Edwin Diaz is young, and he's getting a five-year deal, and he's getting 20 mil plus. So yep. this is a litmus test. Is if Are these guys worth it? Because if Diaz doesn't live up to his contract – uh, at least for those three years that you're probably going to be not seeing this happen again. You know, there's a window there where guys that are reaching it while he's still at his peak 
can do it. But this is this is he was the best example of going to free agency, being the best at it, being young. This is this is Bryce Harper. This is Manny Machado coming into their prime for a reliever and yes. for him to go out there and get it. Those guys have lived up to it so far. I think Edwin Diaz can do the same. And I mean, I think it's the years that are probably, you know, raising some eyebrows because it's five years and 102 million. But we've seen Kenley Jansen get 20 million in a year. Liam Hendricks is going to get 18 million next year. So I don't think the annual value, it doesn't scare me that much. And plus it's, it's Steve Cohen. I think he's made it abundantly clear that the Mets are going to have deep pockets this winter. And if you can eliminate one problem on the first day of free agency, when you have so many things to worry about, including the entire bullpen behind Edwin Diaz, other than Drew Smith, basically, that's a move you make in my opinion. And I think, you know, the opt out after the third season, it could mean a lot of things uh, when it eventually comes. But I think that this annual value is completely fair for a guy we may not have even seen his best work yet. You know, we don't really know what Edwin Diaz is fully capable of. I mean, this season was pretty clear that he's among the elite, but I think that that form of stability and, you know, that assuredness that I'm going to be in New York Met for at least the next three years, I think it could elevate his game. I don't know. And plus the trumpets are here to stay. So it's a win for everybody. It's a win. He was getting it. He was getting it on the market. He was the best available in a weak market for, for top end relievers. Everybody else is very aged on the back end of their careers. Um, and Edwin Diaz was coming right into his prime. So um, he was getting it. It's nice to see him get it. It's uh, I expect him to live up to it. It's going to be hard for him to replicate just how dominant he was from cover to cover all year long. Uh, what do you give up? Three home runs, three home and, uh, runs after May 13th or 16th or Crazy. something. Crazy. Crazy. And the home runs that he gave up were in like teams we're up three and he's just getting some work in and craziness. So I expect him to, to live up and be dominant, but, uh, he's going to have to be consistent for, for a few more years. And I, I, Again, this is a test for relievers coming into free agency. This is a, a test for the leagues. They're going to be watching this saying, all right, this kid has every sign pointing to continued dominance for, you know, at least those three to five years. Uh, so let's see if it's worth it. Otherwise, you're not going to get a five-year deal again for a guy for a long time unless somebody comes up again. Yeah, and I mean, the Mets have now given out what is it? Eight contracts in franchise history that surpassed a hundred million dollars. And three of them are already from Stevie Cohen, Francisco Lindor, Max Scherzer, Edwin Diaz. And you're probably going to get at least one more this offseason, Right. I don't think that's outlandish to say it's just crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a combination of this is the, the era of the world we live in that the contracts have been going up and it's normal cost of living. That stuff works up. You get, you get more money. Like, you know, that's how the world is. And when you have the ability to sign guys like Stevie Cohen does, this is what's happening. Like they're going to get it. It's on the market. So why not pay somebody that you know can do it in your uniform that people love that is not only very good at baseball, but brings a level of entertainment that we haven't seen before from a reliever in a very long time. So it's a cultural uh, spectacle for New York. It, it really is. is. And it's so fun and it's, it's enjoyable. I, I have to, you know, we went, my, my family and I went on a little weekend getaway and the kids in the back, my two boys are like, let's play the trumpet song. Like, <laughs> I have to like say no after so many times on repeat. You said no, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can only hear Timmy trumpet That's like true. on repeat so many times before, <laughs> but it's part of the culture 
I think it's it's a spectacle. It's fun. Um, I want to take it from the Mets fans' perspective. Sure. This is another exciting time. This is another example of Stevie Cohen making it safe to be a Mets fan. Yeah. Because no, it definitely is. Your bullpen is in shambles right now. Without signing Diaz, you had you had so many parts that have fallen off that uh, are in free agency, including Diaz. So they're doing what they needed to do, starting at the back end of the bullpen, signing the best closer available by a long shot, giving him what he's deserving on the on the market. And this shows you that they're going for it. It makes it safe to say, all right, we still have we're not hitting reset like we could have. Yeah, we're not hitting, you know, the the re, the quick rebuild kind of approach to it. Uh, they're going for it again. And it's going to start to bring in that's attractive for free agents to come in and say, look, this guy treats people, treats players like people. He's like, hey, this, you're, you're not just a, a baseball asset. You're a person. We want you to feel like a part of this family. That is very attractive because it's hard out there for ball players sometimes when you're treated like, you know, like chess pieces that don't get talked to that you're just you're just you know these little puppets on strings that we can move around uh it's nice to be treated like a person of value uh and that is attractive especially for some of those big time big names going out there yeah and i mean mark canna who is very candid in his new york post article interview that came out recently said that after just one year being a met he wants to retire and finish his career with the mets in new york and i think it speaks volumes to how different the culture of the team is now. And I mean, this quick move to get Diaz, I agree, is a perfect sign to other free agents that like, hey, we're not messing around. We're going to pay you what we think you deserve and what you think you deserve. And we want you to come be a part of, you know, a team that we're trying to build up and be a perennial contender here. And what you mentioned before, I mean, one of the biggest tasks the Mets have this offseason is they have to rebuild basically their entire bullpen. And even if you maneuver some trades and sign some solid middle relief guys. None of it looks the same without Edwin Diaz at the top. I mean, it's just something you have to address immediately. And we talked before the options outside of Edwin Diaz for a really elite guy at the back end of the bullpen were not ideal options for the Mets. I mean, Craig Kimbrell was there. Kenley Jansen was there and those guys have stacked career resumes, but they're clearly past their prime. And this was basically the only guy who you could argue is entering his prime. So I think paying him the deal, that is, you know, quite considered an albatross for a reliever is worth it for the Mets, but there's still a lot of work to do now with guys like Tommy Hunter, Seth Lugo, Trevor May, Adam Adovino, Joel Rodriguez, and Trevor Williams all hitting the free agent market, plus Michael Givens, who could also opt out. Yeah, I mean, it, again, it's 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 all positive things for the New York Mets, positive for Edwin Diaz, uh, a great sign of things to come, and, you know, it just your bullpen became your number one question because there's the, the lineup is, isn't set. You know, you've got some key pieces gone, you know, Nemo is going to hit free agency. All these, all these pieces are moving, but you have guys signed up. You have pieces in the rotation with Scherzer and, and Peterson, you know, possibly um, cookie with the, 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 option but you have McGill there you have pieces Joey Lucchese coming back who knows what's going to be but these are this was the biggest question mark was the bullpen and it all starts with the closer because when you you have the game on the line in the ninth inning do you feel comfortable with the lead and I think the Mets are going to be feeling very strongly about their ninth inning option 
I definitely agree. And you mentioned some of the team options before. The Mets already exercised their one for Daniel Vogelbach, so he will be back with the team next year in 2023 on a $1.5 million option. Chris Bassett opts out of his mutual option. Not really surprising there since he's probably seeking a longer-term deal, and he deserves it for sure. He had a great 2022. And uh, Cookie Carrasco is the last one you mentioned, who we haven't heard much about yet, but probably will hear from in the coming days, I assume. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll probably hear uh, within the next two days, I, I think. So the Edwin Diaz deal is done now, and I'm assuming the Mets want to take care of as many big problems early on as they can. I'd like to think they've been talking about Brandon Nimmo because they've said that's a top priority, but it's not really a guy that I feel like can get a deal done early because of his agent, who we all know, Scott Boris, usually doesn't let his clients sign before like a week before spring training starts minimum. Um, and DeGrom officially became a free agent this morning. So if you are Steve Cohen right now, Jerry, what is your plan of attack? What's the thing you harp on the most next out of your big two that are remaining? It's no longer a big two. Yeah. Well, first of all, again, this is this was the number one question mark. I think this was the irreplaceable piece that you couldn't you couldn't get another guy unless you made an, an amazing ridiculous trade this was the best piece in the back end of the bullpen market by head and shoulders like not even close this was the number one question going in now if Nimmo doesn't sign if DeGrom doesn't sign you know these guys can be replaced you can go out there you can sign uh, a Carlos Rodon or even Trey Turner, who's been linked to the Mets today by uh, Michael Mayer um, could play some center field or Marte could slide over and you can sign a, a corner outfielder. There's pieces that could be moved here, but replacing Edwin Diaz in a, in a bullpen that is losing a lot of pieces uh, would have been near impossible. So this was number one priority. It's beautiful move that it happened before free agency even hits uh, so moving forward, I think it's a deep sigh of relief. And I think starting pitching is the next piece. I think they go after DeGrom. Um, I don't think it'll be a quick sign for DeGrom because I think he's going to test the market for the first time. Uh, deservedly so. Um, we'll see what what goes out there. But I think that's the key. And then from there, I'm not even sure Nimmo's a number one priority. Uh, I think it's a left-handed power bat. Mm either via trade or a Jock Peterson style. Um, Josh Bell would be kind of creative, but again, it's he's a switch hitter, not your typical. I think I think a Jock Peterson might be a, a top priority there. So I think that's that's the next move. Yeah, I think the starting pitcher market is it's top heavy and it's gonna start rolling pretty quick. Tywan Walker's also going to be a free agent as well. And I expect that to kind of be the next domino to fall. Uh, we are going to come back to you guys on Wednesday. We're both bringing five external non-Met free agents that we'd love to see the team pursue for that episode. Should be a so really fun one. We'll be working under the assumption that all of the pieces that the Mets have in free agency are all going to other teams, except for Edwin Diaz, obviously. Maybe. So I think that we're not going to... We're not going to count on DeGrom being an external option now. We're just going to pretend that they're gone and we're going to replace guys uh, in worst case scenario mode. Yeah, it's kind of like a worst case scenario episode. And I think it's a little bit, you know, depreciated because we already got a really good best case scenario like today. So should be interesting. I don't care what you say. This is always appreciated when you get to sign <laughs> in with Diaz. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, it's just it's a massive tone setter for this team. And, you know, we have fun offseason content planned, like we're getting interviews lined up. But also this could just be a blitz of breaking news episodes. We don't who's who's to say? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, it's very exciting. And again, this is to me, this is the number one benefit of having CV Cohen, you know, at the at the helm of this team of this franchise is it just feels so much safer. Like, again, waking up after, uh, you know, hearing that news, uh, it just feels better. Like mm-hmm. it feels safe to be a Mets fan. This is once again, one of those moments where you're not overpaying for a guy to force him to come to Queens. This is a fair market value, maybe even on the short end, had he tested free agency for a guy to return to a team that he's grown to love and feels good about the city and playing at City Field. Like this is a win-win all around. It's it's what Max Scherzer signed up for when he signed his deal. It's what all of the free agents from here on out are going to understand that the Mets are a player in every category moving forward they're going to be contenders and they're going to put together really good baseball teams and have a lot of fun on that playing field well put jerry blevins you got anything else no we're just me and miley we're saying goodbye (laughs) he's a girl she's very quiet i will say she hasn't said a lot this episode oh my gosh if only if only you knew (laughs) this little wiener dog loves barking at anything that moves She thinks somebody's at the door. She can bark for about three minutes. The non-YouTube viewers are missing out right now. That's all I'll say. That's all. I'll uh, say. Yeah, my my uh, docs and Miley made an appearance. So very nice. All right, guys, we'll be back with a full episode on Wednesday. More fun off-season speculation. But for now, bask in the glory of the trumpets, man. You got five more years of it. Pretty nice. Very nice. Lovely day to be a Mets fan. Let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. Alonso to his left. 